Hey, uh, Roger here. I'm just doing this little preamble before the podcast to say that next episode is going to be a Q&A, um, or partially a Q&A. We're going to have a little bit of a more impartial chat. But if you have any questions for Declan and I, um, send them over to weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at weeklysongpodcast and <clears throat> DM us or um, leave a comment and we'll answer all questions on the next episode. The only thing is that this episode um, comes out today on Friday the 27th, uh, so if you're hearing this um, as of the time it comes out, send us your questions over the weekend, because we're recording on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, if you send your questions over, we'll uh, have plenty of time to compile them and put together some A's for your Q's. So, uh yeah, anyway, enjoy the episode, and take care. Bye. The more you tighten your grip, Tarkin, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. That was a really good rhythm to that one. Um, hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, um, coming to you live from isolation, or pre-recorded from... Let me start that again. <laughs> no, let's keep this in there. <laughs> too, too many, too many backtracks. Um, hello, welcome to the weekly. Uh, huh? What? It's the worst beginning to a podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> like the UK has been in isolation for one day, and this is what it's done for us. <laughs> I got a beard down to my waist now. Oh, I age fifty. I age fifty years in a day. <laughs> okay, so I groan when I get up now. <laughs> All right, here I go. I'm just gonna. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. Um, my name is Roger Heathers, and with me, uh, joining me by telephone call, is Declan Kitchener. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm fine, thank you. Uh, y- yes, I've not run out of food yet. Yeah. Give it time. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, give it time. Hopefully the supermarkets keep delivering. I'm sure they will. Oh, they're all out of delivery spaces. My grand stuff uh struggling with that in Cornwall, because all the delivery spaces have been booked up. That's the thing that bothers me is like people who aren't as able to get food can't get food. That that's sad. Mm. Boo hiss. But be a sensible person. On the plus side, we are here to talk songwriting and be goofy and you know hopefully be a bit more upbeat than than the news is currently being. Um, I mean that's not difficult. <laughs> We could sit here being remote bastards for the next like hour and a bit and still be more upbeat than the news. That is true, actually. Um, but does the news write a song every week? Um, no, but it should, because then I'd watch it more. <laughs> Trevor McDonald with an acoustic guitar. Just uh, for ukulele. <laughs> um, so uh, we've kind of uh, finished a season now. We kind of do this in like blocks of seven weeks, don't we? Yes, and thank goodness we chose to do it when we did, so we've only had, like, two episodes interrupted rather than the whole season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll stop going on about it in a minute. It's hard It's hard not to speak about, though, isn't it? It infects everything, including social stuff. Yeah. Grr. So, um, we at the end of, like, seven weeks of writing, what we do is we do an episode like today's, which is... We we look back and we round up. Um, we call it Woody's Roundup, and we 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 round up all the songs we've written and talk about talk about them in a retrospective kind of a way. Uh, yes, as opposed to a currently happening kind of way, or even a what we will be doing kind of way. 
<laughs> what we also tend to do on these roundup episodes to make it a bit more interesting for you guys is we tend to do uh, some sort of weird challenge. And this time round, we actually did uh, a challenge of writing a song with four chords, but not just any four chords, four chords selected at random by dice. Dice, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I think you should probably explain the dice challenge just real, really briefly rather than me because I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's nothing really that complicated. We just used a set of dice to determine a key that our song was going to be set in, which was F. Mm. And then we used another dice to determine which chords we were going to use, which ended up being 1, 3, 5, and 7, which is F, A minor, uh, C, and E diminished. Yeah, and uh, it was challenging to um, to kind of only use those four chords, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we talk about our songs. Um, so uh, just as, like any normal episode, I think it's uh, your turn to go first this week. Um, now, our songs aren't being performed live, but they're pre-recorded. So we're going to listen to Declan's pre-recorded song now and, uh, and see what we think. What's it called again? It's called 4CR. 4CR. Okay, here we go. 4CR. All right, let's take a listen. Here we go. Walk slow on a favored escape. The curtain of fate will fall. Fire flood on nothing to show. up your keys You won't get far You're telling me I've got my need And you've got yours We both agree Walk fast if you're keeping the pace Before you can face the road We all have to cover new path Whether it lasts, who knows Acting out Ignore what we are all about Tie up your shoes We've got enough that we can lose Although I said I've got nothing Although I said I've got nothing Although I said I've got nothing that it might not be true Stand still as a voice in a crowd If you're allowed, just wait I scream in familiar views Whatever you choose, you fade We almost feel we've got nothing we almost feel we've got nothing We almost feel we've got nothing We've got as much as we can use Although I think I've got nothing Although I think I've got nothing Although I think I've got nothing I think that it might not be true Okay, nice one. Uh, 4CR. 
Um, yes. What does that title mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm dying with curiosity here. Um, well, it is basically uh, when I write these songs in a week, I tend to just make a load of audio notes on my phone. And because I often don't know uh, what I'm going to call the song in the end, they end up with like weird little titles like jazzy number or like um, acoustic funk embryo or something like that. Or um, so this one, four chords, FC, uh, sorry, 4C. And then uh, R just means rough. Oh. Uh, and I couldn't think of anything better to call it. So, and I like songs that are like weird titles sometimes. Um, like makes you think, what enough does that mean? And now you know it means nothing. That is um very strange. I like those um I like those sort of like couldn't think of what to call it songs either. Um I often call them untitled. Um but I like your You've got sort like of like six of them now, haven't you? Oh yeah. I try not to do them too much. Um but sometimes it can't be helped. Sometimes you you know, you can't come up with a, a different title. But so anyway, enough about the title. Um how did you find writing with four chords and uh tell us about it? Um, it, it wasn't too bad actually. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna have to play a little bit of guitar a second. One sec. So we started off with uh, four chords: F, A minor, C, and E diminished. So I just ended up playing them one after the other in order, uh, with a kind of slightly. I just naturally wanted to sort of go back between the C and E diminished. Mm, yeah. Because they sort of felt quite nice, like, going between each other. I'm really jealous and that you got a progression that sounds, like, good, like, right off the bat. From It's literally chords. just the four chords in order. That's all it is. Why didn't I think F. of that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, uh, as I developed the song, that sort of feel of the... didn't quite sort of translate for the rest of it so it ended up being which feels more like something you could actually take to a band yeah yeah definitely um it's definitely got more of a groove to it i suppose yeah or at least uh my one groove to it once i had that i just thought okay let's see if we can get a second section in there so just a minor e diminished c uh just wanting not to go back to that one, which is just a nice second section. That's all I had for most of the week. Mm. Uh, got to Sunday, uh, started working on it in work, and I ended up just thinking, well, hang on, I'm really lucky here because I've got the root and I've got the five, so if I can just make my chorus a five, I can sort of sneakily put a seven in there. Ooh. Yeah. But I figured that's okay because E diminished is basically C7 with the root taken ooh, out. Ooh, so. that is so smart. I am... Ooh. I Which actually used the sort of like transition uh, between the two choruses at the end of the song. There's a little E diminished in between there. Uh, so it just ended up hanging on that C for ages. And the longer you're there, the more you want to come off it. Of course, yeah. And then you had that sort of vocal line. The... Um, which I was really worried about for ages because it sounds like that song. I can't remember what that song's called for the life of me. 
I don't I only know. remember that bit. Maybe think so of um, Scooby Dooby Doo. No, that's definitely not it. Uh-huh. Um, no, I'm not saying that's it. That's just what it reminded me of. I'm gonna have to uh, find out what it is and message you later <laughs> when you're editing, so you can put a clip in. Yeah, do do please do. So, which is why you have that sort of tail at the end. <laughs> Like to say, okay, I'm doing something different. Uh, like unlike my song last week, where I just kept it wholesale and you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just stole. It's like, it's like weird time. It's just like, oh, okay, you have done it. Ah, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically all there is to it. Uh, it's one of those things you think with those choruses, you'd probably use some sort of cool uh, production technique to get something more out of them. I really don't have that at the moment, so that's why on the uh, last time for you get the... the harmony bit, which I'm not sure that was right, but... Oh, that was a great harmony. I mean, that's the cool thing about us doing this over the phone and pre-recording is that we get to overdub a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really quickly, when I heard yours, I was like, oh, that harmony's great. And it inspired me to do a harmony on my recording for this week's episode. I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, I think, excluding last week's ooh, where I put a fifth in there, I think that's my first proper harmony where, like, you have something that goes over the main melody line, which I'm I'm very happy with. I was really, um, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, Declan's adding a harmony. I like this. <laughs> yeah, he's matured. Um, um, yeah, cool. But that's all there is really to talk about the music of it. Uh, it's just putting those bits in in different orders. So you end up with like verse, second part, verse, second part, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. Mm. Which is not your standard song structure, but it's what I like to do. Did you find that there was a sort of um, challenge in your mind to like make it simple rather than kind of complicated because of the four chord restraint, constraint? Um, not Really? I mean, I found more that I was just trying to think of interesting ways to move with those chords, uh, bearing in mind that you had to resolve them nice, each sequence nicely, and you had to have multiple sequences. Right. So, <laughs> bear in mind, one of those sequences for me is just fifth uh, for like a few minutes. But um, yeah, no, it's just a case of like getting three things that I could put together in some sort of weird sequence and then once I had them together I then knew I had a song that I could put a melody on top of oh okay I see um so. yeah I, I only asked because um I thought you would come to the podcast with a song where like you were like finger picking and, and like making riffs out of the notes and the chords I kind of had half a mind that you might do that but um but the approach you took is awesome it's really cool yeah I wasn't being smart this time I, I you know, just write a nice song is essentially what it is yeah. also it must be said that this the writing challenge time we had for this one was when we were uh well when i was in cornwall oh of course so, yeah yeah i was busy most days i only had a few um i only had about an hour in the evening most days to try and work on it a little bit more so yeah. it really was sunday where i came together and finished it all off Right, right. Yeah, adding travel to this challenge is uh, always makes it more difficult. 
Particularly now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so uh, what about the lyrics? Um, it's a mixture of word salad and things that sort of came from my previous week, if that makes sense. Mm. So walk slow on a favoured escape, the curtain of fate will fall. That's literally just random words, but they sound nice together and it sounds like it has a meaning. So it's just like, oh, put that in there. Welcome to my and, world. <laughs> and then that um, walk slow thing, I thought, okay, we'll put a variation on that at the beginning of each verse bit. So the second one starts with walk fast and then the third one starts with stand still. Oh, okay. And then fire flood or nothing to show the people know it all. I actually went up to Lanhydrock House on Tuesday and it was the last day they were accepting people into National Trust properties. Oh, wow. Uh, but one of the things about the history of Lanhydrock House is that uh, at some point, I think in 1881, mm-hmm. uh, the West Wing uh, caught fire and a lot of the house had to be like rebuilt and replaced and everything. So I just thought, okay, I'll write a song about, you know, the fire of Lanhydrock House before the rest of the week happened. Um, hmm. So I wanted to keep that in there somewhere, so that's why you've got fire in there, or nothing to show, which, you know, illness. Um, <laughs> and then flood is just, it begins with F, it's a disaster, it, it's a nice contrast to fire. There's, there's no meaning other than that. I get that, I get that. Uh, mix up your keys you won't get far you're telling me this is literally Sunday was the last day we had at work we were told that we were going to be closing down for a bit after that so literally I was still lighting Cornwall headspace so when I got to my front door I tried to put my front door key in for home and it just didn't work oh that's well funny (laughs) so that's what that uh, refers to uh we will have to carve a new path and wherever it lasts, who knows? So a lot of my friends are musicians and we're all having to sort of work out how we function in isolation, essentially. Like how, because most of my friends are like gigging musicians. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, working out how do you translate that to online? Do you do something else for a bit? You know, also yeah. someone like me who's perpetually lazy, you know, is actually going to try and make some time uh, make use of the time that we have now, sort of demo my album and get stuff like that done. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything else? It, did you find that um, it was hard not to write about the coronavirus and everything that's in the news? Honestly, this is just like stream of consciousness. So, like, it's actually what's on the top of my head. Like, um, it's not a song about coronavirus. It's just mm. like. These are some thoughts that I had. It just happens that that's influenced quite a lot of everyone's thinking over the week. Right, right. I can understand. Uh, ice cream and familiar views, whatever you choose your fate. So just on the last day before I went back up, uh, me and my mum went down to hail with the dog and we had some ice cream. Was it Mr. That's B's? That's what that's about. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, that is good ice cream. For anyone who visits Cornwall in the UK, go to Mr. B's and hail. That is the best ice cream that there is. I mean, they're closed now. Oh, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But, but, <laughs> but when the apocalypse is over... Oh, yeah. Then go down to hell and get your ice cream there because it's really, really nice. Um, and then the chorus bit... Although I think I've got nothing... 
uh, that really doesn't mean anything. Is it? She as I was coming out of that melody, those are the. That's a sentence that sort of got into my head. So I thought, okay, if that's in my head, it must be there for a reason. So I'll put that there in the chorus. And then I think that it might not be true. I just thought, well, that's vaguely uplifting. Let's just put that as a last line. But that's the lyrics. Matt, I, I had that that last line in my head um, uh, from when I listened to your song um, to when we started recording. <laughs> it's really catchy, <laughs> really catchy chorus. Oh, thank you. Um, let's hope the copyright people don't get me. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, well, you added the little change, so I think you should be fine. <laughs> I'm inspired by it. It's an homage. <laughs> I love that band. How could I possibly do anything to hurt them? <laughs> your honor <laughs> yeah. I find you guilty of plagiarism you are doomed to less credibility that's, that, that was a word shut up <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even even questioned it but um no really cool song it really really cool song um and like I say I'm jealous that you got a cool progression from those chords um, so did you I was about to say, how do you know? But I was like, oh, yeah, this is an unconventional episode. <laughs> pe- oh, yeah, everything. You were peeking at my notebook. <laughs> um, yeah, let me just lean over and have a gander. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's awesome. Anything else you want to say about it? Not really. I mean, I might end up using it for something. but I think you should. I think it's great. Like like I say, catchy and, you know. Like if, I just imagine like if you have like a light guitar pop album. Like that could work really well on there, I, like centered I, around an acoustic guitar, but like you have like really poppy Beatles esque backing on it. It's just like yay, yeah, Happy. yeah, totally. And now with your new um, harmony recording skills, we able to demo like Queen harmonies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, hang on, I did like a third once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, it could be a title. <laughs> I did like a third once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people think it's about something else. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess I should uh, talk about my song after we take a listen to it, shall I? Let's do that. Nice. Both okay. of those things at the same time. <laughs> okay, uh, th- so this is my song written with F, A minor, C, and E diminished as part of this challenge. It's called I Love You Dearly. Thanks to you. I can be all this curiosity Through your grace I can see God's great colors come through me Had I never been born I would never know love I would never know anybody I would never be strong I would never feel sad and lonely I would never feel glad And there wouldn't be anybody Anybody who had you to thank I love you dearly Thanks to you, I can 
gave to me Thanks to you I can sing Most folks don't see what you do Had I never been born I would never have friends And I wouldn't have anybody Couldn't even pretend I would never feel sad and lonely I would never feel glad And there wouldn't be anybody Anybody who had you to thank Okay, so uh, yeah, that was the song. Um, I love you dearly, and I found it difficult to write um, with those four chords. Um, particularly as like I, I gave it a go a few times throughout the week. You know, picked up the guitar and you know played a little bit of um, played with the chords a little bit. You know, a bit of F and uh, see what I could do with putting them together. And I just couldn't come up with anything that I thought was any good. So it, like when that happens a few times, it kind of like diminishes your confidence somewhat with the challenge. Does it E diminish your confidence? <laughs> Ooh, he's here all week, folks. He has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <but laughs> anyway, um, so... So yeah, I and I couldn't come up with anything. So on Sunday, obviously the last day, oh, I've got to write something, got to write something, and um, I had a f- couple of hours set aside, and then I had some dinner before I was going to write, and I thought, oh, you know what? Today is Mother's Day. It was Mothering Sunday, and so I thought, mm. you know what? Um, usually I would send my mum flowers or you know go and see her, um, but because of all this Corona nonsense, um, I couldn't go and see her and I planned to as well I planned to go and spend some time with her in Cornwall um couldn't go and see her and I didn't want to send her some foreign object into the house in terms of flowers and cards and stuff so I thought you know I'll play it properly safe and then I thought you could send her a British object it's fine a British object you said a foreign object never mind oh oh no no it was a terrible terrible joke he's here all week folks he has to be <laughs> Why didn't you laugh as heartily as before? Because <laughs> it's the same joke. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll try it again in a minute. It's, it's the law of diminishing returns, mate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so I thought, you know what, I'll write her a song. So I did. and That's sweet. Thank you. And, um, and I thought, like, I want to write her a song, but I don't want to just write her a song that is, um, I love you, you're my mum, that sort of thing too on the nose too straightforward so i thought oh, i think you should have done like <laughs> that and the one you've written <laughs> i could barely write one song let alone two <laughs> uh, um so i uh i thought i'll i'll write a song thanking her for my whole life you know because without without a mother we wouldn't exist that is essentially the the core of the song like, without you, I couldn't see, I couldn't feel love, I couldn't feel pain, I wouldn't know anybody, I wouldn't be alive. Um, and because of all that, and and much more, obviously, there's much more that I love about her, um, you know, I love you dearly. And, you know, it's, it's quite a, uh, a sweet song, um, a sweeter and sort of more um, 
what do you call it, more obvious than I would normally write. But, you know, I, I thought I wanted to write something that was heartfelt and completely unfiltered for a change. Um, I like it. It feels very open. And that sort of goes with the music as well. It feels very, like... I'm trying to think of the right word here. It feels like it's something that you could really expand upon in production. It's a nice canvas to work from. Yeah, a, well said. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's it's very simple, you know, yeah. Yes, but it means you, you could then do like some sort of... If you wanted to do something more of it, you could do like a harmony extravaganza or you could do, uh, you know, some sort of orchestral thing underneath it or... You could turn it into soundscapes or something. Am I right in saying it also starts with F A minor C? Um, unfortunately, not. No. Um, Damn it! <laughs> uh, it starts with um, C E diminished F, and uh, sim- similarly to your song, actually. Let me just grab the guitar a sec. Um, so similarly to you, I had um, I had kind of like a couple of basic sections um, in order to sort of like capitalize as much as I could on like what I thought were the best progressions I could come up with. So um, the verses are just C, E diminished, F. It's an interesting way to use that. Yeah, it's um, it's quite unconventional, isn't it? Yeah, starting on... It's sort of ending on the resolve but then starting on that fifth and using sort of two very unstable chords to get back up there yeah as opposed to like if you started on like something a bit more stable like an a minor yeah yeah definitely i mean my my thinking was you know looking at the four chords we have again f a minor c e diminished i was like okay well f is the root obviously and then c is the fifth so those are the two most um solid tools i have to work with and then the e diminished is just the upper extension of a c7 so i kind of thought of my verse c e diminished f as um as kind of just five five seven one which i thought you know um let me just play that sec so like um (laughs) had i known or not known i knew this but had i thought about it in the same way as you that C7 is allowed because it contains an E diminished. I would have just had it C, C7, F, but I didn't think of that. So um, I think it's more interesting using the E diminished as the passing chord, though. Yeah, true. More, and also, more in keeping with the spirit of the challenge. Yeah, exactly. I think it kind of, like, highlights it. And also it kind of not gets it out of the way, but, like, okay, cool, I'm using it. You know, that sort of idea. Um, so that's the verse. Um, and then the chorus, the only other part, is um, F, C. F, C, and then at the end it goes F, E diminished, C. So that's just this simple bit here. Had I never been born, I would never know love. I would never know anybody. E diminished here. I would never be stoned. Like that. Um, So really straightforward um, in that sense. Um, Now, so those are the two sections. Um, so lyrically... Noticing yeah, the conspicuous absence of A minor. Oh, yes. Um, so there isn't an A minor in there, but it was crowbarred in very last minute. So the end of the chorus goes like this, right? It goes... I would never feel sad and lonely. I would never feel glad. 
And there wouldn't be anybody Anybody who had you to think I love you dearly You hear that there, that A minor? Oh, is that on the dearly? I love you dearly It just kind of like goes F, A minor real quick And then up to the C and okay. it, so it is in there. It, it's in there, but it's only in there because it had to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wanted to include it, and uh, so well, the, I suppose there's no need for it to be there if that makes sense. Like, it's make a song from these four chords, not using all of them if that makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't sure on the on the parameters of the challenge, so I thought you know. Neither was I. That's why I put a C seven. <laughs> I thought I'd play it safe and put the A minor and um, as a passing chord. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I used all four, and there were two distinct sections. Um, there's a kind of, and I only really noticed this as I was recording it, but um, when I go, I would never feel glad, and, like, go up, slide up, like, um, yeah, what's it called, glissando or whatever. Uh, but anyway, I slide from note to note um, for that. for that. And when I put on the harmony on the recording I did for this episode, I was like, oh, it's funny because that's actually... It's something I do quite often, but I know exactly where it comes from. It comes from this thing that my mum does when she sings, um, particularly on this song, um, which is like... Uh, I'll put in a clip, actually, because it's a really beautiful song. I don't think I've ever shown it to you. It's called Waiting. Um, it's a song that she and my stepdad wrote um, when I was a little kid when we were living in America. And in the, in the harmony vocals, <laughs> my mum's a great harmony singer, um, great singer in general, but like, I think one of the reasons I can sing harmony is because I grew up around her who could sing harmony so well. And she does this thing where she like, she rises from one note to the other, but like all, all the harmony tracks do that and it ha- creates this really beautiful effect, like a chord sliding from duh, all the way up. So I think it's that- kind of like, uh, sorry, it's a wee bit off topic. It's kind of like we did on the end of Tales You Tell, where it moves down from the the last harmony on that. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing, um, and it's it's a cool little tool because it's um, you know you can't do that with a piano, for example. You can bend on a guitar, but it's something that's quite unique to the voice, and that was, I guess, kind of. Um, at first, an unconscious and then a conscious nod to to her vocal style. Um, so you know, there you go, mum. Um, yeah. So it's, it's nice to sort of get that in the music as well as the words. Seems to be my catchphrase this season. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, I mean the rest of it's quite self-explanatory. I've spoken about the lyrics. It's just kind of a, a thank you, really, and a thank you and I love you lyrically. Um, quarterly, it was difficult. I, I will say it was. It's not something that came naturally because what I like to do musically quite often is if I'm writing in F, for example, I used to like to use my B flat. I like to use the four. I think the four is like a. What this has taught me is that the four chord of a scale is really pivotal, pivotal and useful to me. I mean, to everyone, but I use it all the time anyway. Is what I'm saying. It's interesting you've come to that conclusion. I've come more to the conclusion that. Um... 
Uh, I just miss going out of key for no readily apparent reason. <laughs> that, that's a good point, actually, because like with this song, not only did we have to not use certain chords, but we can't be non-diatonic. Like that's yeah, not allowed. Unless you did something weird with the vocals, but yeah, it chordally you're forced to be correct in inverted commas. Yeah, and I think that kind of like fed into me writing quite a straightforward song this time. I was gonna say mine's not exactly like uh Bohemian Rhapsody over here. Well, I mean I think the same goes for both of us. Um but it is weird to just, yeah, I think I didn't even really consider that because you usually if I'm writing an F, I'll go I'll play a D major 7. Oh, uh, sorry, D7, um, you know, sometimes just because I love what that does to a song or, you know, I'll sharpen things so that they're diminished chords and all that, um, which wasn't an option this time. Hmm. Yeah, you don't get that sort of substitution, suspensions or uh, key changes or any of the fun tricks that we like to employ. Yeah, yeah. And... But it does force you to, like, write something more sort of for lack of a better word, catchy. Because you're working with such a limited tool set, you just have to make what you come up with with that tool set better than, you know, what you may do without. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's really weird that the challenge this week was write diatonically, and I didn't really realise that until just now. Mm. Um, You've come up with a great song out of it. Like I said, I'd, I'd love to hear, like, a really expansive version of this, but, like, atmospheric as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I um, uh, it's definitely on the pile of things I might do something with in the future. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, thank you. I'm really glad you like it. Um, shall we move one on? One out of one. One out. <laughs> I was laughing while I was um, <laughs> I heard that from last week. Um, I guess we should uh, move on to talking about the previous seasons. I believe that would be the most advantageous thing to do, seeing as it's the point of the podcast, or this episode at least. That is very true. Um, Okay, so um, we're going to talk about the previous uh, seven weeks of writing. Now, um, What we can remember. (laughs) Yeah, from what we can remember. I've made a few notes, but we'll have to kind of like do it um, off the top of our heads to an extent. Now, this season we've... um, I don't know how how much you've been following along, you, you who's listening... Hello. Um, that Hello. Weird. That was weird. Don't know why I said it like that. Um, but we've had challenges um, for every week of this challenge. So um, we've written songs uh, influenced by the film Casablanca, the painting The Scream, Ancient Egypt, Wuthering Heights, the novel uh, by Emily Bronte, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock film The Birds, um, having a conversation with an AI chatbot online and writing a song based on that, and picking a Simpsons episode and writing a song about that. So a whole range of different things to write songs about and it's been pretty challenging i mean obviously i mean that's the point but but more than the other other (laughs) seasons don't you think it has yeah like uh i think the difference is that mostly this set of challenges is being set up in response to something as opposed to write something with two key changes or write something that's got this melody pattern in it or something like that. Something to start a musical thing from and the lyrical sort of topic is more decided for us this time around. Even when we've used like random quotes and things in the past, we've always been free to interpret them, cut them up, you know, put them however we like into our music. 
Mm. Whereas this one, it's like, oh no, I have to write a song about uh, Heathcliff. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the weeks that have got got me the most vexed are the ones where, like with a song like, we'll go through them in a sec, uh, one by one, but a song like Grand Pier for me was like, I felt like I could write about myself within those constraints. But a song like mm. the Second, which was based on ancient Egypt, it was like, oh God, it was just so limiting. The ancient Egypt one was so difficult. Like it's it's notable that's my comedy song. Right. I think you went the right route with like making it kind of funny rather than like trying to to write um historically about that. But yeah, I think when they're when it's too limiting lyrically, I found it like really challenging and quite like like I don't think the songs really could have been as good as they were if it, as if I was writing about anything, you know. See, you've had some really nice ones this season, though, I will say. And oddly enough, there is a few of mine that I'm quite happy with, like songs like, for example, Lithograph. Like, we've been demoing some stuff for my album while this has been going on, and there's actually a point where it's like, oh, do you think we should put Lithograph on here instead of something else? <laughs> or like, um, Siege of Wuthering Heights, do we think that would go on somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's... um, And I, I think you've had some great ones, too. I think it's been... I think, for, for, I'm speaking about my songs here, I think the good ones have been really good and the bad ones have been, like, some of my worst songs <laughs> that I've written, unfortunately. I I don't think you've had, like, bad ones. Yeah. Like, uh, I think they're growers. And not showers. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're sort of... They're not the cucumber down the swimming trunks. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the songs one by one. We won't like linger on them too long, but we're going to play a little um, clip from each song and talk about uh, talk about them retrospectively a little, a little bit. So, and if you want to sort of hear more of the stories of how they were written and you know hear full versions of them, then obviously go, just go back through our playlist for you know the previous song episodes and things like that. Yes. Yes. Mm. Mm. Indeed. So ah. <laughs> good synchronized mare. Um so let me think here. So on uh, week 1 of this uh of this season, it was episode 68 for anyone who wants to go back and listen. Uh, and we watched the film Casablanca. Um Great film. But What about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have we we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. So I wrote the song Downhearted for that week. It makes me believe more than anything real and I'm starting to feel it. Let me be back in your arms when I open my eyes. I can see when we walk, I'm befriended. That doesn't stop me from reading the look in your eyes. I And uh, this is a song that I felt turned out quite well and was quite a good example of um, that thing I was saying just a minute ago where the constraints of the film didn't limit me creatively that much. Like, I felt like I was able to write a song about my life or, like, my own thoughts and reflections and, and what have you. Well, it's a film about a very universal sort of story, essentially, so it's quite easy to put yourself 
into that story or like see what's happening in that film and take that back into your own life. Also, I just like the sort of feel of that song, like uh, the sonality of it is really nice. Thanks, thanks. It was it was fun to write a song that yeah. was in um, uh, like a three measure, whether it's three, four or six, eight, I forget, but um, not four, four essentially is what I'm saying. Triple meter. That's the one, yeah. Um, so I think that came out pretty good. I was pretty pleased with a confident start for me, I think. Um, and you had the song Everyone Comes to Rick's, which I think was great, really nice, and um, for you, quite a quiet, finger-picked song. Catch the light and a silhouette Dumb luck and an open bed Gin joined the stage is set You was not famous yet Tall tales from the looks between you about that song recently and i've just been thinking i want to do like the heavy punk version of it <laughs> no don't give in to that temptation <laughs> you a regular boxer. <laughs> I, I want to do it just to destroy it it's funny because i like it <laughs> i i knew it was like a quiet song from, from memory and then obviously before this i i went back and got the clips for the show for editing and i listened to everyone comes to rick's Again, I was like, oh, man, you're really, like, like whisper singing almost at some points. Yeah. And it, it really suits the song. I think it's, I think it's great. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'm quite glad that for the first one of this run, I came up with something a bit different to my normal sort of strummy, strummy, mad, mad kind of thing. I think I remember in that episode, or, or maybe, like, this was off mic, perhaps, but I think we were both talking about how we wanted to start on, like, a different foot musically. Um I'm paraphrasing that, obviously. With yours, and I hope I achieve with mine. Yeah, I think you did too. I mean, the fact that the, the very fact that you didn't come with like a riff-based song um, makes it different from the uh, the last episode of the season before. You know, I think there's a, there's a distinct difference there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, anything else about week one you want to say? I can't think of anything. Other than that, I'm going to just... If we ever do challenges like this again, I'm just going to continually pick watching Casablanca because it's a good film. <laughs> It'll be funny. We've done it before, Declan, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> um, so on week two, we um, we had a bit of an interesting one, because we, we had to look at the um, Edward Munch... Edward Monk? Edward Monk. Edward Monk. Edward, Ed- Edward Monk. Edward Monk's uh, painting the scream. Um, All right, Shrek. <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? Um... And uh, so that was weird, like, looking at something rather than, like, having, like, a, a script to reference and this and that. It was very much like, look at this. What does it make you think? What does it make you feel? And write a song based on that, which is weird. You came up with your best song this season, though. Thanks. Best stuff for that. Thanks. Like, I've had that thing stuck in my head, <laughs> like, on and off the entire time since you've written it. And what I go in that said in that episode still goes... I hate your guts <laughs> because you did something so good. 
I, uh, I'm pretty pleased with that song, and thank you. I'm really glad you like it too, and that you hate me. Um, <laughs> so that was um, Grand Pier. Then it's my fault if I play that game, and I don't think it'll last very long. No, I don't think it'll last very long. And it's okay if you think that I'm crazy, cause I fall deeper with every word. As you walk in the back of my panic attack, then my lines are increasingly blurred. And I've been there in the back of the picture. I'm making love in the back of my mind. But I must let go of the TV show, cause I think that it's making me blind. It's making me blind. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a song that I felt came out quite well, and, it, and I think the painting aspect of the challenge really helped me to, like... Because a painting is so open to interpretation by its nature anyway, so the fact is that... Is that c- still the backdrop on your phone? Yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I change the backdrop on my phone once every three years or so anyway, so... <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I I don't care. Do you remember like when we were teenagers and stuff, and people got the first like color screen mobile phones? Everyone was obsessed with what their background was, um, and I was too. It's just now it, it doesn't matter. And um, plus, I like the painting too, so it's like you know, I'll keep it. You're talking to someone who like has to have the correct picture of Queen or the correct picture of Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> on the back of his phone. So I'm still mentally a teenager. <laughs> I uh. Yeah, so I've still got that as my background, um, but it, it was it was fun to write about painting, and I think, um, you know, I mean, I think one of the reasons that I didn't speak about this in the podcast, but one of the reasons that song turned out as like, uh, oh, what do I want to say? It was quite an open song, like lyrically, in the sense that it was inspired by a situation that I found really difficult. I won't go into detail, but like. I just kind of realised... He had a prediction of coronavirus a few <laughs> weeks early. It's okay if you think that I'm crazy. I fall deeper with every word. <laughs> There's a virus on its way and it's here to stay. <laughs> and that's what the people have heard. Give immunity to the herd. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I think the fact that I was able to tie in quite a difficult personal experience with an open-ended painting kind of allowed me to write something... I was fairly pleased with lyrically. Um, your song was Lithograph, which I thought was really cool. I I'd, I'd, I still want to do something with that, get like proper rock to guitar thing going. And, yeah. I thought, yeah, I um, I think that's got one of the coolest grooves of your seven songs this season. Um, how would you produce it? Um, if you're panning guitars left and right, have like a heavy fuzzy, no 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 no, matching up with the bass, and then like a lighter sort of funkier. Maybe it's like some sort of chorusy thing on the right there. That sort of side of it going off there. Yeah, that'd be and great. You could really split up the guitar parts, couldn't you, in a production? Yeah, and like, even to the point of using different pickup things for like half like the funky one, like super bright, like uh, 
single coil bridge pickup and then like have a humbuck and neck or something for that. That would be really cool. And like a really like heavy drummer on it. Yeah. That'd be great. This is why I kind of was was on the album. Album two. How did you find writing about painting? If we get there. Um, I had sort of a set way of writing about things, this uh, challenge, uh, in that I didn't always write specifically about the art, but also about the history of the art and like interesting facts that I could find out about it. So that's like any lack of <laughs> any lack of inspiration that came from the painting was sort of covered up by the things I could find out about it. Right. Not that I was like lack of inspired at all, but like there were a couple of weeks where it was just like relying on like, okay, what can I Google about this? No, I get that. That's, I mean, that's the cool thing about the challenge is that you can take it in any which way. Like it is a resource that you can research. So if you want to, then why not? You know? I mean, this is why like uh, everyone comes to Rick's is basically 90% studio anecdotes and then like maybe 10% about the film. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that um, that was sort of a recurring theme, which, you know, works for, for you, the way you write lyrics. You know, I thought that was cool. I always just like behind the scenes stuff. So that I think tends to come out in stuff I talk about when I talk about media. If that makes sense. Well, that's like one of the first things that I ever thought about you when I met you is that, you know, we'd, we'd go to open mics and stuff and we'd happen to get the same train back by sheer coincidence because we lived in the same direction um, from the city. And I just remember thinking, this guy knows everything about liner notes and music and films. Like I'd mentioned like, oh, you know, you know, the Beatles. And you go, did you know that in 1963 they did this and this person engineered this and then there was a fun fact about this. I was like, how do you know all this stuff? Is um... I was fully expecting you to just say, yes, I do. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though, it, it's rare that you say something that I know, which uh, this sounds really conceited or whatever, but I, I know quite a lot about music history and stuff, but you know like a hundred times more than I do. <laughs> This is, well, I have no life, so, you know, <laughs> I have to fill it up with something else. Music trivia seemed to be as good a thing as any. And why not? Um, so we had uh, week three's challenge was Ancient Egypt, which is episode 70. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've already kind of alluded to this, but it was not easy to write a song about Ancient Egypt. And I found it really constrictive. And See, I found the topic was just too vast. Like, there are yeah. so many different ways that you could have looked at that, uh, which is why I focus more on the gods. I thought, I think one of the reasons I picked Ancient Egypt, because that was one of my picks for a challenge, was like, I thought, oh, it'll be great, because it's like such an open canvas. There's so much to write about that you could pick anything. You know, you could pick, a, you know, anything you want. And I thought that would be a plus rather than, but it turned out to be the opposite, which I still find kind of weird. Well, I suppose it's that sort of counterintuitive thing. If you're given a set of restrictions, you then have to fight around them, which sort of fires the creativity bit of your brain a bit more, as opposed to you know given, being given an open brief and saying, come up with anything. Yeah, no, that is true, actually. Um, which I think is when you look to previous episodes of the podcast where we don't have 
challenge, we'll sometimes still say, okay, well, I came up with this idea and then I thought, well, can I have everything have an F in it or can I have everything do this? Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the constraints are definitely a good thing sometimes, but... Yeah, so this was a difficult one for me. Um, I had the song Ramesses the Second. I never got to see There's something to discover A world away from me I get this funny feeling That there's something to behold My father used to tell me The gifts of long ago When people had the answer To what I longed to uh, Ramesses the I second. like it. Yeah, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's sweet. It's nice. Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave don't, it alone. Don't talk to me or my son again. <laughs> my son. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was. It was. It is what it is. I'm not going to put it down or slag it off. It's. Um, I'll leave you and your son alone. Um, but suffice it to say, I, I wasn't as pleased with that as some of the others. Um, you had a song called. Correct if I'm wrong on the title here. My thoughts on religion. That's the current title, yes. I'm glad that I finally managed to get like an inverted commas comedy song out. It's about time. I've been I've been trying to do one for ages. Like alone inside, do you remember the first line for that was me? A man who's falling feels he flies up until he hits the ground. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be something like that for the entire way through. Um, yeah, because suicide is very funny. Um, I'm surprised that it's taken you. Um... I mean, at this point, uh, it was 70 episodes at that time because you're really into, like, quite a few comedy musicians, like, you know, for example, Tim Minchin and uh, what's that uh, female comedian called that you like? Wait. Uh, <laughs> that narrows it down, What's she called? Um, Victoria Wood? That's the one. And Flight of the Concords and things Flight like that. Concords, yeah. If, yeah. If you can do musical comedy, then I'm very interested but it's very difficult to sort of get a musically good song, but also have something that's going to be clear enough that you can actually communicate the words, like to you know make sure all the jokes are heard, which I think I mentioned on that episode. Yeah. So it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, should we move on to week four? Week four was that Wuthering Heights. Yeah, well remembered. Yeah, Wuthering Heights. That was episode seventy-one. Heathcliff, it's me, your cafe. Sorry, <laughs> that joke is very old, but we have to do it every single time. It's the law. Hey, Kate Bush will hunt us down if we don't. Hey, folks, he's here all week. He has to be. <laughs> Whereas Kate Bush does not sponsor that joke, so therefore, uh, you know, that just diminishes every competition. Um, I, I actually had quite a bit of anxiety this week. I don't think I told you this specifically, but I felt really bad because I didn't read the book. You had a bit of anxiety that week. <laughs> I, I just felt really guilty. I felt like, because I knew you were reading the book, so I was like messaging you, like dro- dropping little hints. I was like, 
Um, there's a there's a book summary if you don't want to read the book, like in in inverted commas in my head because I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was more preoccupied with what was going on in my life at that point. Uh, so again, check mm. out that episode because uh, I don't feel like recounting that here. That's all in that episode. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not retread that. That was a painful time for you. But. I am very happy with the song that came out of it. That's another one that I've nearly put onto the thing that I'm demoing, but I think if I, if we live to do an album too, then yes, I shall put it on there because I, I really like it. That song was Siege of Wuthering Heights. Wasted on cold revenge Locked in a dreary house Can't keep your prisoners in I kind of like it. I feel like you could produce it with like a kind of Arctic Monkeys vibe. That was my top pick for your uh, best song of this season. I thought it was great. Really good um, use of chords, generally speaking. Um, as you will have just heard in the clip, like the way the chords move and the darkness, the, the, the way they kind of like have a really dark feel to them is really admirable and it's catchy too the, the actual chorus the siege of Wuthering Heights it's just such a great line and well done thank you um yes I'm very happy with that one uh I'm not sure if it's my favorite I got three that are tied for top spot at the moment but that is one of them mm. yeah it's um yeah if if not the best then definitely a contender Whereas yours this week was Alien and New. That's right, yeah, Alien and New. For the promise of love Unintelligent eyes Remind you God is coming down From the heavens above And we don't waste time On simple things no more The bed we've made with circumstance Um, this is a song which I felt turned out quite well. Um... You know, despite there's being... a but in that sentence somewhere. Well, only, isn't there? <laughs> only but I didn't read the book, um, which was uh, <laughs> which was sort of a bad thing. Just but, a minor setback. <laughs> but I think, in a weird sort of a way, my not reading the book allowed me to write a better song. Hmm. I mean, that's the way I justified it's... to myself. I think the thing that you've tended to do a lot over this challenge is less write about the stimulus in question mm -hmm. and more take the ideas and themes that are present in the stimulus in question and then interpolate that into your uh, own songwriting as opposed to me where I'm just like this is a song about Egyptology <laughs> I I think I know what you're saying it's like I think we both kind of mixed up a little bit, but I think that's certainly true of my songs. I just, I suppose, I was well up for the restraints, or I see, keep saying restraints, constraints of the challenge. I the mean, that was a Freudian slip there for you, wasn't that? No, no. 
<laughs> Black leather, anyone? Jumpers for goalposts? This is what we get up to after we finish recording the podcast. By <laughs> <laughs> a phone call. Um, this is... Oh, dear. But, yeah, I mean, um, I, I suppose I just didn't want to write a song about the book or about a film. I, I thought I thought that would just be... I don't think it would really suit my lyrical style that much. Um, so I think, like, extrapolating some some meaning... Like, I mean, you said it perfectly. I don't really need to restate it. But taking some of the themes from these uh, prompts and then writing a song. You know what I mean? Um mm. And I think Alien Anew uh, was, a, was a cool example of that. Um, something I'd like to... A song that I'd like to do something with in the future in terms of producing it and putting it on something. I think a few of these songs, like... Um, uh, let me see here. Like God Dogs, Alien Anew, Downhearted. These more acoustic numbers. I'd like to um, record acoustically. Um, you know, double track, really simple. Maybe even on tape. And then just have somebody add strings to them and then release that, like, really simple production. Um, so kind of like early T-Rex vibes, like uh, when they were sort of the weirdo folk people before they became the weirdo glam rock people. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, just something quite simple. I could see that. Mm. I'd buy that. I'd like that too. Um, so let me see. So we got week five of this challenge, which is episode 72. We watched the Alfred Hitchcock film. Always so careful to say his last name because I, I fucked it up in the actual episode. Um, <laughs> we watched The Birds. Who are you? What are you? Where did you come from? I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil! Evil! Just really briefly, that was the first time I'd seen The Birds and I loved it. It was a really good film. Um, You've had that film for ages, though. <laughs> like, little little behind-the-scenes factoid here. Uh, Roger has had those DVDs and several other DVDs that I've given him when I've upgraded to Blu-rays for at least a year, possibly two. <laughs> and in all that time, has never seen fit to buy a DVD player to watch them, despite the fact that he keeps, you know, receiving <laughs> these from me. Uh, so, you know... How, how did it live up to two years of hype for you? <laughs> two years of hype. Um, it, it lived up very well. It was a very good film. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I really enjoyed the whole thing. Um, it's a good film. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I wrote the song God Dogs based on that song. give tomorrow The birds can come and eat away at me Oh, don't Sigh at the labor of tomorrow. Oops. Call up your god dogs for me. Yeah. Well, nothing can be taken. Still should have been god birds. It's funny that I, I only heard nothing you say that like about an hour ago when I listened to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that song turned out well, I think. Um, I, I kind of said this to you before we started the episode, but it's hard not to say just the things I said at the time. But um, yeah, but it well, was, if you it, want to hear our full thoughts on things, you can just go back for the previous episodes. Yeah, um, but anyway, I think it turned out all right. Um, you had the song Tippy and Mel, which I thought was really cool. I'd almost be glad for the birds to swoop down from the sky. Better the devil. 
brain pans, it won't. Yeah, that's, I think that might be my weakest one this season. I'm not sure. No, it's second weakest, I think, for me. I thought it was a really good song, like melodically and everything like that. Also, I, I, um, I've made a little note here. I thought it was a... Because you were talking a moment ago about how you'll write about the actual source material itself um, and maybe a little bit of behind the scenes. What you did quite well here, and it's even evident in the title, Tippy and Mel, is you wrote about the film's content and also about the behind the scenes and tied them together in that in in that interesting way. So I'm got, happy with the words for that one, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. Um, it was a really cool take on it. Also, that was the episode that we turned into the Armchair Directors podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we kind of, uh, well, you like I said before, you know your, your facts on things, you know, especially films and music. So I think that was always going to happen at some point. Well, I, it just turns into a gushing section for Hitchcock. Like, I'd, yeah, man, man's great at films. Maybe not so much the way he treated to be Hendren, but like films, one out of one. One out of one. Well done, Alfred. If you're listening, email in. Okay, so <laughs> week six, we had another one of my challenges. Um, that was episode 73, by the way, um, which was to write a song based on having a conversation with an AI chatbot and artificial intelligence online, um, mm. which was, I think that's probably like the real outlier of these challenges because it's not like a piece of media. Um, it and is I, the weirdest one. Yeah, it was It was challenging. And it's really weird. Like, I, was, I was kind of made a note of this, like, the two I specifically chose, challenges, I mean, were Ancient Egypt and the AI chatbot one. You chose the birds as well. I chose the birds, did I? Yeah, I chose Casablanca. You chose the birds. I thought you chose the birds. No, um, I, I was very happy that you chose the birds, but oh. you chose it. Well, Because um... I chose Wuthering Heights and I chose uh, The Scream. Oh man, okay. Oh, well, I, I misremembered that then. But um, I think we both agreed on the Simpsons. That is quite true. That's quite true. But um, yeah, I think although this is one that I picked, this challenge I picked for the AI chatbot, I think I got one of my weaker songs of the season with Jettison. Since I saw you last time, nothing much has changed. I could tell you lies or I could show you games I've been playing in the meantime, none of which compare to the break from the cage that you gave me. Tales from the front line where the sky is green. Um, oh yeah, and also I wrote Jettison with uh, my brother in the room with me. Um, That's always going to impact, like, if there's, like, someone in the room there watching you create like uh even if it's someone like you're really comfortable with like it's just that weird thing of having someone else present in the space because you know probably the people i live with can hear me through the walls and everything and they probably want to punch my face in but it'd be different if they were actually in the room with me if that makes sense i can sort of ignore them if they're just outside yeah totally a wall makes a lot of difference and um yeah, my brother Nathan, my older brother, he was here to stay, and he was really nice about it. He was like, I said, oh, I've got to go and write my weekly song. He said, um, do you mind if I just sit in and watch? I won't, like, bother you or anything. I was like, 
yeah, go on then. Because in my head, I was like, it'll be nice to spend some time with them. And I wonder if I can write a song with somebody in the room. And like, it was really weird because like, he, he was sat there not really bothering me. I was just writing the song. He even put his headphones on and listened to an audio book and like just hang, hung out like doing his own thing. And even so, just him being there, like that, the juices couldn't flow. I felt really like kind of uh, stuck. Um, so yeah, I mean, from now on, I'm writing songs by myself. <laughs> it's just got to be that way. Um, I've had to do that at work once or twice. Like other people in the staff room, they put on like their headphones, start watching YouTube videos, and I sort of crack on with what I'm doing. I find that I can normally do the music okay. I'm quite okay at putting things like that together. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to actually writing lyrics or finding a final tune, that's when I come unstuck. Yeah, when someone else there. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Um, it's just self-confidence and, you know, self-image. What can you do? I guess so. But then also, I I don't know, I think that when I'm by myself anyway, like generally in any situation, I can relax much more by myself. I think because like, I'm quite introverted as in my personality, like that really amps up when I'm writing songs for some reason. Like, I really like to be by myself, generally speaking. But when I write songs, it's, like, crucial. <laughs> I've learned that firsthand now. Mm. But um, but anyway, yes. Well, I like I like Jettison. Oh, I like all your songs. I'm a Roger Heavis fan. I like all your songs. Well, I appreciate it. I, I like your one this Don't week Don't talk well. to me and my son again. <laughs> He's here all week, folks. <laughs> How he many people can have what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to leave a comment each time that joke appears indicating like your actual reaction, whether that be a laugh out loud to the point now where it's got to like, my God, I'll strangle him if I ever see him. Um, then, you know, that's just, you know, encouraging user interactivity. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, this week you had uh, binary gossip. tell you you've got your face. That might be my favourite song of this run. I thought it was really unique. Um, and I think, I've written here, I think it has the best chorus of any of the songs um, you've written this run. Really I just, cool chorus and just well written all around. I just think it's light and breezy and I, you know, it's it's about it's a weird song with some weird chords about a weird subject. And I just love how like like light it feels. Like you could you could throw it in someone's face and you know it would just smother them with smoothness and it'd be soft and you know oh it wouldn't hurt there'd be no momentum or weight behind it but it's like fun yeah it's like a dancing kitten it's fine that was weird <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird description of your own song like a it's dancing a weird kitten. song <laughs> it, well, I mean I think well, it's just like it light and fluffy song. and happy it's just Yay! Yeah, but, you know, I think it's it's a slightly random, happy, soft encounter in the corner. 
All right, so week <laughs> week seven. <laughs> no, no, I thought it, I thought it was a great song, and um, it is it is soft and fluffy, but um, <clears throat> but it's not a kitten. But it's not a kitten, and it wouldn't want to be. You wouldn't want to put those um, restraints on it. Oh, it, it can grow up to be a cat when it wants to, but for now it's just you know lightweight. You know, you hold it in the palm of one hand. So f- It'll just sit there and mew at you, and you'll just look back at it, and it, it will ignore your intended meaning and it would just want to be fed and then you sort of realize that the shops are shut and you haven't got any cat food so you have to go out and then the police will come and shoot you and then you're dead that's right um right we really should get to week seven because this is (laughs) becoming very strange (laughs) okay so week seven was episode 74 (laughs) um which was last week's episode so if you're following this along in real time this was like like so long ago. This is like. Just, I mean, it's even less so day. for us. We literally recorded it like three days ago. I know. Yeah, it was really weird. Like going back to that podcast to make notes. I was like, I literally just, just did released this. this. Like literally yesterday, I released the episode as the as of the time of this recording. Um, so we we uh, wrote a song about a Simpsons episode. Um, I had younger than I realize. If you ever want to stand. If you ever need a reason If you ever want to run The way that I will run with you If we ever make the time If we ever find the season There's a story that I know you'll like And I will save for you It's a memory at best And the rest is out of my control which i felt turned out well um particularly here's a point you sound so strained when you're complimenting yourself this season it sounds like you're being fe- forced to do this at gunpoint <laughs> <laughs> you know i i liked everything that i did I, oh please god don't kill me I, I think it had really interesting musical potential just leave my family alone oh my god I shit myself um, yeah no no I think it, I, think I it beg tur- your pardon <laughs> um, I think it turned out well and I think one of the things that I find is that if I get a, like a like an inspiration for a song early in the week like in terms of the writing challenge like I get to r- Usually those songs are the best ones, and then like over the course of the week, because you've still got time, you can go, oh, okay, I'll edit the bridge, I'll edit this, I'll change what chord it goes to in the chorus, and blah, 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 all this stuff, so that by the time Sunday runs around, we have to stop writing, you've got like this actually well-honed song, which I think is what Hmm. mine turned out like this time, rather than quite often like, oh, no, it's Sunday, I've got to write, and then it's like... You just yeah. rush this oh, thing. chuck three chords at a bridge, that'll do. Yeah, and then my, my melodies are never as good if I write on Sunday and stuff. So um, the message here is I should be more organised like I was um, last week. Um, mm. So I thought that turned out pretty it cool. It won't happen, though. No, 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 of course. Well, once a season it will, <laughs> apparently. Uh, you had the song Take Out the Devil, which um, which is really cool. Very, like stripped back and simple we both had quite like simpler songs this week
Probably my least favourite of the ones I've done. It's it's simple to a fault. Like it's literally just, you know, here's a song. It it it's a song. It it's got chords, and a tune, it's a guitar, and l- l- look, it it's got a beat. Several of them per minute. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, words. I know the feeling. I think it came up pretty cool. Um, and I think, I mean, to be fair to you, it was done when all this coronavirus stuff kicked off and you were traveling with family, traveling to see family and everything like that. So I think you kind of had a lot on your plate. But regardless, mm. it turned out cool, I thought. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's just a little disappointing to me that uh, sort of ending it on that, though. Although, 4CR, trusty old 4CR. <laughs> Ah, the Put old me right back 4CR. up again. Yeah, no, that was four CR is great. Four um, CR. I, I don't know why but that doesn't work in my head, like <laughs> as a bit of language. I get it, but ah, four CR. Someone's like ah, four CR, my old friend. It's almost like an old sort of medieval word that has no meaning anymore. Yeah, if you just go left past the second door down to the four CR, and then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Star Wars droid or something. Hello, my name is 4CR. I am a protocol droid. Uh, clearly, I'm programmed for etiquette and servitude. How may I help you, geezers? <laughs> I love the way you gave me like a, like a London geezer accent. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars droid. What's it to you? I just, I'd just love to see a droid like that, like a protocol droid. You just like, hey, up, Chuck, my name is TC41. I've just been hired <laughs> here to... Uh... <laughs> and, like, he's really good at his job and everything, but he's just got, like, a like a non-RP accent. <laughs> yeah. Hello, my name is R2567. I'm here to speak to the Queen. I'm the only person in the uh, kingdom who's actually qualified to do so. I'm a reprogrammed scrumping droid. <laughs> yeah, I run on cider. <laughs> cider, please. Cider or scrumpy, either is fine. I'm not fussy. Actually, I am. Uh, yeah. What do we do so now? I think that's more or less it. <laughs> isn't it? What do we do now, Mum? <laughs> what do we do um, now? Oh, yeah, we, we talk about. No, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. You've round up. Oh my god. Let's, let's, you know, say where we can be found. Where we can be found. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. All right. I, I think there's a couple of good edit points um, back there after uh, after our um, droid chat. Droid chat. Droid chat. Pitch talk, pitch talk, droid chat, droid chat. <laughs> <laughs> droid chat, Floyd chat. Droids that talk about Pink Floyd. Come along, R2. I really think The Dark Side of the Moon is the best album they ever made. No, the wall does not count. <laughs> and don't you dare mention that Sid Barrett stuff again. <laughs> uh, so send us the spice mines of Kessel. <laughs> Smashed into who knows what. Smashed into drunken oblivion, mate. <laughs> right, shall we uh, do the wrap-up? Uh, yeah, let 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 let's do that. Let the show begin. I mean, end.
Let, let's do something. It's time for us to act. So that's it for this episode and this series of the Weekly Song Podcast. <gasps> uh, if you want to email in at all, if you've been inspired by any of the challenges and you want to send, you know, do one of those and sort of send us in the result, or you've just got a song you want to send in anyway, or you've got a letter you want to send in, or whether you just want to send us a blank document, it's all fine. Send that all to <laughs> weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Where can they find you, Roger? Uh, rogerheathers.com. Um, that's my band camp. Um, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all the streaming sites, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Just search Roger Heathers. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at SoundCloud. Basically, just look in the Weekly Song Podcast following and I'm in there. Um, one thing I will just say again, it uh, we mentioned this last time, but I think it bears repeating. Uh, most musicians are self-employed and during, you know, what's going on uh most of them have lost their primary source of income so if there's any way that you can support local musicians uh or any musicians that you feel may have taken a hit from the situation if you can spare the cash it's probably best to sort of try and support them and help them because they'll be struggling yeah absolutely be, be, be kind be nice yes no i think that's a i'd I fully back that. I think that's a great idea. Support um, any musicians out there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like Declan said, this is the end of the season. We might have a couple of uh, bonus bits and pieces. Oh, you'll be doing the um, YouTube videos. Oh, yes, yeah, so I'll be starting those back up again. We was going to say we'd be doing them one each during the downtime, but I think we've made some plans that mean I'll be looking after the YouTube side of things. Yeah. And, and then you... You'd be looking more after the channel. Yeah, I'll be looking after the uh, the audio, uh, side, audio. Of the side of things. Um, so you let me just put it this way. It won't be long until you hear from us, whether that's on YouTube or uh, via the podcast um, output. Um, we should say YouTube is uh, weekly song podcast at gmail.com. We've got a couple of video episodes up there as well as... Uh, me talking about Queen 2 for a bit. I'm going to be talking about some more albums up there. We've also got an Instagram, uh, weekly some podcast, and Facebook. Same again. Uh, so if any, if you're a new listener that's just joined us this season, you can find us in these places as well. And we're going to try and be updating those a bit more. And as Roger alluded to, it might not be too long before you hear something on this channel again. Yes. Um, so I want to say um, thank you for listening um, for this season. Um, it really means a lot that, you know, everybody who listens and everybody who emails in, it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, it's, you know, it, it makes our day whenever we get an email and, uh, we see that you guys are enjoying the show and hopefully learning something about, uh, your own songwriting and that sort of thing. So, um, I want to say thank you. Mm. Yes, it does really make our day whenever we get an email, we just get giddy and excited like school children, um. Like we're not most of the time, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we just we always love hearing from you guys, whether that be like a comment or uh, an email, or even that, even if it's just like a like or something. Absolutely, cool to see like the number of people listening go ever increasingly up, just every bit by bit. Absolutely, it's um it's always very cool to see. Um, unless you can think of anything else, Declan, I think that is us for the end for this season officially. I think that's about it. So, yeah, see you when we start up again, which should hopefully be in a couple of months, dependent on 
you know, whether we're all still alive at that point. Yes. So, yeah, be safe, be kind. Ta-ra. Take care. Ta-ra.